So in these weeks leading up to Easter, we're focusing on the uh, Lord's Prayer, walking through that, and also walking deeper into it. They're words we say, but they have meaning and purpose that sometimes we skip over. So this week, we focus on the second phrase of that prayer, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And I... I'm turning to the book of Acts, following the Gospels. The book of Acts is the story of the church beginning after the resurrection of Jesus. At the very beginning of this book. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven. After giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which I ha you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So Jesus, following his resurrection, appeared to his apostles, to his followers, many times. And he gave very convincing proof that he was not a ghost. He was alive. And over 40 days... He spoke to them about the kingdom of God. So this is Jesus following his resurrection, talking about the kingdom of God. When Jesus first entered into his public ministry, the first thing he said is repent, turn around, re repent, turn away from your sins for the kingdom of God is at hand. It is near. It is here. He told parables, story after story about what is the kingdom of God like? It's like a treasure in the field. It's like a lost coin. What is the kingdom of God like? He again and again talked about the kingdom of God, and here he is literally having been to hell and back having died upon the cross, buried in the tomb, rose from the dead on Easter morning, and he's still talking about the kingdom of God. Do you know somebody that repeatedly talks about the same thing over and over and over again? You know, maybe it's work, maybe it's a hobby, maybe it's family, maybe you don't even listen anymore, so you're not sure what it is. Jesus again and again talked about the kingdom of God. He was obsessed with teaching us about the kingdom of God because it's what mattered most to him. It's, it's what he desired most for us, the kingdom of God. Now, what is the kingdom of God? It is not the kingdom of this world, it is a kingdom of compassion and love. It's a kingdom of God 
not of the world. And it is here, but it is not here fully. Maybe you have some crocus or, or tulips just starting to come up. I mean, they are here, but they're not here fully. Or maybe you have a tree or a facithia that has buds, just changing a little color. It's here, but it's not here yet. The kingdom of God is all around us, but we, all, we don't always enter into it. So often and so many times, we live in our kingdom. We build our kingdom. We focus on ourself or our family. It, it's, it's our human nature. We live in the kingdom of Alan, not in the kingdom of God. We as human beings, I don't believe can move the kingdom further. I don't believe we have the power to expand the kingdom. I believe we are called to enter into the kingdom of God. That's God's desire for us, to live more in the kingdom of God and less in the kingdom of ourselves. We, in our vision statement here at Chippewa United Methodist Church, say one of the things we do is make the kingdom of God visible. We strive in, in ways to make the kingdom of God visible, that we can see it and touch it and feel it. You have the opportunity today and in, in the next couple of weeks to take a, a grocery bag home with you or two grocery bags and shop for somebody that doesn't have as much food as you do or as I do. Normally, we don't shop in the kingdom of God, right? We're shopping for ourselves or for our family. I know at our house, about 75% of our conversation is what's for dinner and what's for dinner tomorrow. And this is Sunday, so we'll be planning the whole menu for this week and then shopping for it. So it's all about what's for dinner. And when we go shopping, we have a list, and that list is for our menu, for our dinners, for our lunches, for our breakfast, for ourselves. We're not shopping in the kingdom of God because we're just shopping for us. That's easy to do. That's what we're called to do. We have to feed our food. Dinner's got to be there. It's got to be on the table. But when we take these grocery bags, we shop for somebody else, somebody we don't even see or know, somebody that doesn't have the opportunity to plan meals, doesn't have all the money to buy all the food, can't do what we're able to do. So when we take those grocery bags to the store, we are shopping and living in the kingdom of God. We give ourselves an opportunity. And we think when we shop for that family or fill that bag, we're doing it for them. But really we're doing it for us because Jesus wants us to enter, move into the kingdom of God, to live there. It's where he desires for us to live. 
So Jesus spent his whole ministry talking and teaching about the kingdom of God. Even after he was resurrected, he's still talking about the kingdom of God because it's the most important thing. And it's also the end of the story. You see, that's the end of our story. The kingdom of God coming on earth as it is in heaven. You know, we live in this in-between times and we have loved ones that have gone to heaven and we tend to think that's the way it always will be, that we will wait and we will go to heaven. But one day, one day, heaven, all our loved ones, everybody's coming here. That's God's plan. The kingdom of God will come on earth as it is in heaven. It's the end of our story. Why wouldn't we want to be there as often as we could now? Why, why wait it is here. It is not fully here, but it is available for us to move into, to enter into. Jesus taught us when we pray to say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And when Jesus prayed, most of the time, he prayed about his Father's will, not his will, but God's will be done. He spoke and taught about the kingdom and he prayed. He prayed about God's will, thy will, my Father's will. And God's will is not our will. That we can be strong-willed. We can be filled with ourselves. We can walk in our own way, in our own will, and not in the will of God. But the will of God is available for us. If we can bend our will to the will of God. Today we come to this table, and at this table, God's will is for our sins to be forgiven. God's will is for us to know and accept the love and grace he has for each and every one of us. God's will in this table and God's will every day is salvation for you and for I, so that we would not only live now, but live eternally. That is God's will for us. And sometimes we just stumble around in our own desires, in our own wills, and miss the will of God that's available for us. We have to bend. We have to quench or suppress our will so that we can move into the will of God. Sometimes it's as simple as when you have a decision to make, but whether it be small or big, just take a moment and ask, is this what God wants for my life? Or maybe take a day or so and pray about that and not just verbally ask, listen, is this what God wants for my life? Is this God's will for my life? So often we misrepresent God's will. If you've ever been told, oh, it was God's will and it was something that crushed you or broke your heart, that's, that's not God's will for you or for me, or for the world. Sometimes we think everything is God's will, but there's much in this world that is not 
God's will. The hatred and anger, that which is broken, cancer and all the illnesses and death, that is not God's will. We live in that because this is a fallen world. It's not perfect. God's kingdom isn't here fully. His will isn't everywhere. But we can enter into the will of God. We can bend our will to his so that we live more and more in what he desires for us and less and less what we desire for ourselves. He calls us to pray those words, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But it's not just the words he wants for us, it's the reality. Can we enter into the kingdom of God more and more? Can we bend our will to God's will so that he only desires goodness for us? Let us pray as we prepare to come to the Lord's table. Almighty God, pour out your Holy Spirit upon each one of us gathered here. We come forward for the forgiveness of our sins. For we have made mistakes and we have spoken where we shouldn't have spoken and kept silent where we should have spoken of you. We have hurt others and others have hurt us. We have not done your will. We have lived our own way, O God. But it is your desire and your will to forgive our sins. So we ask that they might be forgiven today that we might walk away from our sins and walk more towards you, O God. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon each one of us gathered here today. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon these gifts of bread and cup. May they be for us the body and the blood of Christ, so that we might be transformed. We, must, we might be made the body of Christ in the world today. Make us one, O God, one with you, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world. Until that final day, when your kingdom comes, and we feast at this heavenly banquet forever and ever. In the name of Jesus Christ, we come. Amen.